1: Welcome to My Millennium Money Express. I'm Glenn James and hello to everybody watching on YouTube. We're doing a bit more on YouTube these days. Uh, so, let's have a chat about when and how to invest. I, I went to sleep last night and before I was dozing off into my slumber, I got a text message from a friend and they said, and this is at 10.46pm, like you know, wild time to be texting these crazy texts. Should we buy some stocks? I've got 10 grand, which isn't a lot, but is it something to consider financially? I basically said prob not because I kind of knew their circumstances. So, having said that, there was also another question in the Facebook group today at the time of recording. And one of our uh, M3 community members said, in this current economic climate, I'm trying to pay down my credit card, build an emergency fund, as well as invest. So, trying to do all things at once, which sometimes never really works, most of the time. I've been thinking it might be prudent to prioritize investing given the great buyer's conditions in the market and to put a hold on building my emergency fund and paying down credit card debt. Does anyone have any advice on that? And I basically replied and said, well, you don't have any money to invest because you've got a credit card and you don't have an emergency fund. So, you don't actually have money to invest. So, I thought I would put together maybe five tips or so on when and how to invest. So, I believe number one, you need to make sure you're consumer debt free. So, that's your credit cards, your personal loans, your afterpay, your store card. I mean, all these... Financing options that were such a blessing at the time to you, weren't they? But now they've come back and probably given you a, a little tap on the backside. But I don't call hex consumer debt uh, because that's a completely different ballgame hex. And uh, there's been other episodes that I've talked about with how to deal with the hex debt. But you need to make sure you're consumer debt free. The best investment you can make at the moment if you've got debt that is. Uh, interest rate of, gosh, a credit card, I think the average credit card interest rate in Australia probably sits between 16 and 20%. So, if you're in credit card debt and you've paid interest last month on your credit card, the absolute best guaranteed return you'll get on your money is paying down your credit card. Simple as that. So, we've got to make sure we're consumer debt free. The second thing, when we invest... I don't believe investing should be ad hoc, like, oh, I've got some spare money uh, today, so I'll throw that in, and then next Thursday, I've got some spare money. I think you need to systematically invest within your budget. So, what do I mean by that? In your spending plan, in your budget, any allocation that you've got to investing, just do it every month, every week, every quarter. Whatever that is, you need to systematically invest invest because it removes you and your emotions from times like now the problem is when human emotions get involved this magic maths formula appears and i think it's greed plus desperation equals broke so we need to remove the human emotion side from it and just systematically invest each month each week each quarter whatever that is in your spending plan Uh, because it really doesn't matter. Like markets do this throughout all of time. Markets have been going up and down. So I want you to not invest sporadically. When investing, I think it's very, very important. Also along the lines of sporadically and removing human emotions is to invest in index funds that perhaps are ETFs. So an exchange traded fund is a a bundle of different stocks, there could be hundreds of them within that one investment. And basically what that is, it, it removes any single stock risk that you might have. So I was waking up this morning at the time of recording, CBA Bank, it's an absolute banger to buy at the moment because uh, the price has fallen and it's got a high dividend yield. So it's got a, a, a dividend yield um, of 9%, which is amazing. But the problem is, you're putting all your eggs in a CBA basket. So I believe, and this is just what I do with my investing, I don't buy single stocks, I buy an index. And what's an index? So the all odds or the ASX 200, for example, is an Austral- uh, two Australian indexes. The all odds is the top 500 Australian companies and the ASX 200 is the top 200. So what the index does, it actually measures what all of those companies are doing, so you can actually buy a fund uh, called an exchange-traded fund that invests in the index, and it's weighted. So if the index has 12% BHP, if you buy that ETF that uh, invests in the index, you'll have 12% of BHP, for example. So we don't want to put all our eggs in one basket. Now, I want you to before you start investing, balance your other goals first. Okay. So, what do I mean by that? If you are saving for a holiday, you are saving for a new lounge, you're saving for a new car, you're saving for a home deposit, there's no point uh, investing. So, my friend who had a spare $10,000 to invest, if they were saving for a uh, something else, and this has come out of nowhere, like, oh, it's a great time to buy because the the news are reporting, like, the biggest drops in the share market. Um, if they've got other goals and they decide to invest out of an emotional thing because the newspapers and the media and online stuff are saying it's the cheapest time ever, what will happen? They'll buy in now, and then when the dust settles in maybe six months, a year, whatever that is, they'll go, oh, we still need that lounge. Oh, we'll just sell our shares. Now, the problem with that is it's not systematic and they've done it out of emotion. So absolutely, I'd love investing, but we just have to do things in a logical order in my opinion. And just a reminder, this is not financial advice. This is just a guy with a microphone and a camera and a nice light uh, giving you his opinion. So my comments and opinions are worth what you paid for them. So there you have it. Balance your other goals. You want to make sure you're debt-free. You've got goal sorted, it's like, okay, so we've got an extra $500 a month left over. We might say, well, we're going to put $400 towards uh, the holiday or the car or the new lounge. And because we've got no debt, we've got an emergency fund in place, which I'll get to next, we can actually allocate that $100 to the long-term. And we're going to get that $100 every month and invest it. Okay. Whatever that looks like. So you're seeing the concepts that I'm talking about here. Now, with the emergency fund, I believe you need an emergency fund because if the chat hits the fan or you're a casual worker at the moment and you're worried about getting shifts with the coronavirus happening and the place you're working is shutting down and they're not giving you shifts, you wanna make sure your emergency fund is in place so you can just fund your own life and it's not a big panic, okay? So the problem with investing without your emergency fund in place and a systematic plan and budget in place. see so all these things kind of inter intertwine together is if you invested that money uh, because everyone's saying it's the right time to invest, it's so cheap. And sure, we might be at a three-year low, we might be at a five-year low, that's awesome. But if you don't have your emergency fund in place and the crap hits the fan and you need $700 for your car insurance excess because you hit someone else, you need to then sell your investment, what happens then? You could be selling at an even worse time than what you bought, okay? Which is not what we want. So we've got to have our emergency fund in place. And I recommend usually three months of expenses. Don't have to include savings in that. So it's just, if your income actually stopped, you could survive three months from your own emergency fund. If you're self-employed, sure, go 6 months, okay, or whatever's comfortable. Now, I would also want to make sure that your income is consistent. So again, with this COVID-19 coronavirus things happening, you know, things are rough out there. If you are a casual worker and your income isn't consistent, I would certainly I'd certainly want to maybe just press pause on investing and just pile up cash because the priority in your life is to make sure you've always got money for rent or your mortgage repayments, food, transportation, just basic stuff because I don't want you to invest because it's a good opportunity, quote unquote, and then in a month's time you get no shifts from your employer and you have to sell your investment anyway and you may have... Uh, lost money doing that. So investing isn't to be uh, fooled around with. It it should be a long-term strategy. We set up our financial life and everyone's financial life is different, but we set up our financial life. So everything's set in order and we're systematically investing any surplus income that we've got for the you of tomorrow. So if you don't have a consistent income In these times, I probably would just chill out. And my last point is, can you consider superannuation? Because investing is for the long term, right? Yeah. So, I consider super because I'm a spender and if the money's available to me, I will spend it, okay? I'm a self-diagnosed spender. So, the good thing about super is it is a tax-effective investment. So, what does that mean? So, at the moment, if I put $1,000 into my super today, I can then claim that $1,000 on tax and only pay 15% of the money going into super. So if my effective tax rate is around 30%, I've paid 15% less tax. So technically speaking, $150 extra has been invested for the Glen of tomorrow. So why not include superannuation when you're thinking about long-term investing, but I certainly, wanna, I certainly wouldn't want to throw all my money into super if I've got some short-term goals in my life, like saving for a home. I want to save for uh, kids' education. I want to save for that banging trip around Europe when the borders open up again. So, I think we just need to be a bit more methodical. Don't worry about the hype going on at the moment. And I'll give you an example. If, for example, someone invested $2,000 today because it was the best time to invest in stocks, okay? And then in three months time, it increased to 20%, okay? So we've made $400. So we've just got to remember that, like do the figures, like 20% seems like a huge amount, but practically take it back and go, okay, well, if I did put an extra $1,000 in and the market did bounce back 20%, it's a lot of dicking around for $200, okay? But if you don't have a strategy in place, that $200 that you're trying to game the system with, the market could tank more and it could cost you $300 because when you sell, your price has dropped to $900, okay? So I think we just need to take a cold shower sometimes. So having said all that, what am I doing personally? Well, I'm actually not doing anything at the moment um, out of the blue, like I've still got a monthly amount leaving my bank account that goes into my uh, investments. So, I I personally use an investment bond for some of my money and there's a monthly amount that leaves my bank account and that goes into, I think it's a Vanguard high growth fund, which is an indexed fund and I'm just tracking uh, the index of a couple of indices. So, it might be Uh, the American stock market, the Australian stock market. So that's just ticking around pretty normally. I'm not above any of this investment stuff, right? I'm totally not above it. But I believe for those who want to start investing, I think you've got to be consumer debt free. You've got to just long-term systematically putting money into your investments. Consider superannuations. Don't pick single stocks, do ETFs ensure you balance other goals, okay? Uh, that's a big trap. Set up your emergency fund and ensure your income is consistent. If you're a casual worker, just chill out for 10 minutes. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, and just get a calculator out and do the numbers. Like if someone says, oh, it's a good time to buy. It's 20% discount. Well, i got got $1,000. Am I dicking around for $200? Probably not, okay? where my broad investment strategy is I'm just buying and shoveling for the long term and me trading and buying ETFs, it is a bit more lumpy because I just kind of wait till I get a certain amount of cash build up in that ETF account, then I'll place the trade. But I to be honest, I haven't opened my brokerage account probably in two and a half, three weeks. Because I don't care. The market, yeah, it's gonna be a bloodbath. There's you know, the US at the time of me recording this fell like 12% overnight. I know my account's going to be down. I don't need to open it. I I haven't opened my super account. I'm just not buying into the the fear. I'm an investor for the long term. That's the difference. Like, do you want to become an investor for the long term? All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And jump on the Facebook group and and just tell us about how you're investing, how you're doing it systematically. Are you doing it monthly? Are you doing it weekly? What are you doing? It's, uh, it'd be cool to start a conversation. So thanks so much for listening. I'll, uh, I'll see you soon. Bye. Hold up.
0: What was that?